0: Welcome back to the One a Week podcast, everybody. I'm Matthew.
1: I'm Jonas,
2: and I'm Jam and Josh.
0: Jam and Josh. This week, this week we are joined by a special guest Jam and Josh. He's
2: on the podcast. Hello.
0: He's just a little friend of ours who also is super into music. So it only made sense that he ends up on the music podcast that we do. Yeah. In my head.
2: That's how I thought of it.
0: Glad we're on the same page. What about you, Jam and Josh? Do you think that makes sense?
2: I think we're all on the same wavelength here. Let's do this.
0: Okay, so this week um, we're going to talk about the brand new Beach House album, Once, Twice, Melody, which was Josh's pick. But one of me or Jonas probably would have picked this album also just because we're all kind of Beach House fans on this podcast. So it might be a little biased, but... Here we are, talking about... It's been a mm, four years, I think, since the last Beach House Project came out. And um, they kind of made up for that, because this is kind of a huge, big, bulky... Double album. Double album. Huge record. About uh, 80 minutes, just over. And um, they released it in four chapters, yeah. you could call them. Um, you know, one every month or so. Um, before the actual album came out, and um, the lead-up to this was actually pretty interesting, because they kind of dropped it out of nowhere. Like, the Beach House Instagram wasn't very active, and then they kind of just said, okay, we're doing a new album, and four songs from it are going to be dropping in like a week, and the album's coming out like in February. Hope you guys are ready. I was like, well, I'm excited. I'm ready for that. And um, you know, Beach House is kind of a, a big deal. They're they're well known. You know, they're not like yeah, a small time, not like a little small time little indie band that nobody knows about. They're like kind of a a big deal. And they've they've put out some classic records. You could say self titled Devotion, Teen Dream, a, a, a lot of um well known and very celebrated stuff. So there was there were a lot of people tuned in for this this big release. And, um, should we just, like, get into it? I yeah, I
1: mean, yeah I'd it. like to talk about, like, the process of the rollout, because it was yeah. cool. And, like, I know it comes up semi-frequently how I'll say I will only listen to, like, one leading single before an album comes out. Well, this, like, completely derailed my normal rule. Yeah. Um, I had no choice. I mean, like, I mean, I could have waited, but it felt dumb, because, like, it felt like an event on the the like release day of one of the new chapters because they did a whole stream for it every time with like really yeah. cool and like kind of striking visuals and like i'm not gonna say that like the visuals provide like thematic context for the album but like watching a beach has visual which i had never done prior to this album which i think they have done prior to this yeah album, a couple but i i had never done it before each visual felt like it contextualized the song for me a little bit more just because it, it felt like it put you in a headspace of like what what it was like creating it like the best way that they could project that onto someone who was consuming it the vibe
0: yeah I don't know if you watched any of them I watched a but. couple because um, how I kind of digested this was um, the first set of four tracks I listened to all of them and then the second set of four I listened to all of them and then after that I was like you know what? I might just wait for the whole album cuz I feel like it'll it'll help me appreciate them more in context cuz what I'd realized was that I kind of in my head would like conceptualize them as like full EPs mm-hmm. so I'd be like opener track track closer and I would judge them as such even though when the full project came out you know like the closer for chapter 2 was just kind of in the middle of the whole album for sure. so I thought of it less as a closer in the context of the full album than how I thought of it when chapter two came out. So I decided to kind of just wait till the full album
2: came out. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. I think for me, I, I was listening chapter by chapter, which I also kind of realized today more so as I was continuing to listen to the album that I feel like that was their intention. Cause I think they just ended up like getting more streams behind it that way. Mm-hmm. And like, even though the album was probably made as like, uh, a chapter by chapter section where they had this collection of songs and then arranged them in the more like ep format that you were saying mm-hmm. i think overall that was just their intention to to do it not solely with the purpose of getting more streams but i think that was like a big like aspect that like went into that decision marketing wise mm-hmm. but i think as i i listened to the album it was definitely chapter by chapter for me i enjoyed kind of going through and having this like rotation of songs to kind of come back to and and play around with but definitely once the album came out I was more like I was really interested by like all the transitions between each one so like there there's the one from the first chapter that led into the second chapter that's like this abrupt like cut with like runaway and like moving in from this like grand song into this like picking up like I don't know what mm-hmm. do you call them like bass tone or drum tones it's it's very weird and yeah. abrupt so it, it was good overall just to listen in chapters but then appreciate the the transition and kind of build between all the chapters when they're fully released
0: sure. I I did kind of like um having an idea cuz you know if this all dropped like at once like 100 or um, 80 minutes of of music just at once, I feel like it would have been somewhat overwhelming.
1: Yeah, I, I think it would have actually been somewhat unenjoyable. I think <laughs> that I think that my opinion on this album would be much lower had it all dropped at one time. Yeah,
0: I think I think having time to like kind of take in bits of it and then being able to appreciate it in the full context, even though I had I had only heard about half of it before the full thing came out. Mm-hmm. You know, forty minutes of new material is a lot easier to digest than. Eighty minutes of new yep, material. Definitely. So I, I think it was. It was. I think it was kind of a good idea to kind of yeah, release it in I, little chunks. And
1: you said this after Chapter One released uh, when we were talking about it. Um, you were saying, now it may have been a little bit more uh, negative at the time, but like I yeah. think you said that Beach House at this point in their in their career had to kind of like find a new way to push out their sound than they were used to because they've been around for so long and like I, I wanted to say this about the four chapters is like beach house is relatively samey kind of music which is fine yeah um but like that's why you know like 84 straight minutes of this would have been it would have felt like a slog at some points because it would have been like this is i'm, I'm getting the same sound thrown at me for 84 minutes for sure um but what i find interesting is Um, Each chapter to me It did feel like The opener and the closer And and, like it felt like there was Sequencing to each chapter Like I could tell Oh this is the end of like A movement in this Which is Mm -hmm. weird because I don't know that I would say that Listening to it front to back As the whole album Um, But like the opener to chapter 4 is literally called finale but then there's four songs after it so mm. like there's still obviously traces of like oh this was like these were separate pieces that came together which is it's interesting to me that i think it's i think it's a good sign that like it feels kind of seamless that there feels like a a track 1 to track 18 like story but there's also a track 1 to 4 and yeah, five to nine. I think, I think yeah.
0: the chat Did they? Did the chapters have names at all, or did they just oh. call them Chapter One? I feel like I read somewhere of them, and I know they did an interview with him, um, Anthony Fantano, <laughs> that I watched, and um, they said that they put a lot of thought into like the sequencing mm-hmm. of the tracks. Like they spent a lot of time kind of figuring out, which makes sense when you're going to like release it in chunks. Yeah, and you're like, well, how is this going to work as this set of songs, and also how is it going to work as a full set? Of songs when it's all 18 coming together so I I know they put a lot of thought into the sequencing it's not just like a compilation of songs
2: yeah yeah because they they did originally like have the compilation of songs just I mean I think as an artist you just work on these songs and and some stuff kind of comes out and you don't really like have an album to like place them in so Mm -hmm. I think the chapter kind of provided them with like structure to be able to i don't know structure them better yeah Yeah. um and then yeah i mean that just i looked it up the chapters didn't
0: have any okay just one two three four and then you know that's fine yeah you know i got it it doesn't have to have like a theme and a motif in every chapter i mean at the end of the day it's all one album still when it finally releases and um you think that's enough context
1: yeah, I mean, we can we can kind of break it down, the songs, like, chapter by chapter, if you want to, because, mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of tracks to sift through, yeah, to yeah, go, like, sure. track by track, but...
0: Well, I mean, when chapter one dropped, I'm gonna be honest, I got really excited, yeah. because front to back, kind of fire, it's so good, really great. not a miss in like, the really first great. four. I,
1: I wonder if I feel that way, because I've been, been able to sit with it the longest, but, yeah. like, chapter one is the highest...
0: Even day, day of. I was like, like whoa, yeah. whoa. Like, Beach House is back. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for a minute, I was kind of like losing, losing interest in their music overall because I wasn't a big fan of Depression Cherry. I wasn't a big fan of Thank Your Lucky Stars. Seven was okay, but it kind of felt like they were losing steam with the whole Dream Pop, Shoegaze kind of fusion sound that they yep. were doing. Uh, but these four tracks kind of reminded me how great they can be when they're kind of trying new things while also doing the things that they're good at at the same time. called uh, Pink
1: Funeral Evil Beach House. I remember that. I was like,
0: yes, (laughs) like a sour note on a Beach House song. We needed this so bad because a lot of their songs have kind of just been like, oh, yeah, it's nice and like it's pretty. I needed like... Stabbed me with a knife, at beach house, and we finally got that on Pink Funeral, and it was so exciting.
1: Yeah. Evil beach house Evil has beach stuck house. with me since November. Like I think about that. That was time. literally
0: the first time in my head when those first like synth chords came on. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, like a, a dissonant chord <laughs> happening on a beach house song that did not happen."
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but the other three tracks too. Once, twice, melody. I love that like acoustic guitar in the background. Um, the melody is great. Um, I like how clear Victoria's voice sounds on this uh, a kind of a I guess overall issue I have with the whole thing you know is I, I Love Victoria Legrand's vocals. They're like very like smoky and kind of like ballroom ish like you feel like she's kind of like a club singer with like a deep voice and I got that a lot on teen dream and bloom And I love those albums, but lately she's kind of been like throwing a lot of effects on her voice, and that's fine You know, I'm not here to hate or anything But a lot of the times I I I feel like it kind of takes away from her like natural ability Throwing all the the effects like obviously they've done reverb since forever because that's the beach house sound is like 8000% reverb But I don't know she's been doing a lot of stuff with her voice that I'm not a big fan of but I mean Uh, This album overall has convinced me that they can do the the vocal effects well and um, Let me think Once twice melody is a good example of that Um, Superstar is a great example of that if you ask me Superstar might be my favorite track on this whole album Because it's such a banger banger. dude, and there's so many like sounds happening in the second half and it kind of like swells to a size where you can't really tell what's going on if you listen to the whole thing, but if you, like, focus on little instruments, you're like, whoa. They just throw so much stuff on top, and the song at the base of it is so good.
2: so freaking catchy, dude. Because they they repeat, obviously, like, the, like, when you were my like, so much throughout that whole mm-hmm. song that it's just, like, sticking with you. And I think it, it really is a good example of, like, Victoria kind of, like, almost mastering I wouldn't say mastering like the effects but like it is a really good example like you were saying um because it just it layers so well into the music it's very like seamless the way they're they're connecting and layering on top of each other and there's I wouldn't say countless examples through the whole of like once twice melody but there's a lot of good examples where I felt like they were like top of their game like being able to do that almost seamless layer in between vocal and instrumentation and it's sounding all very cohesive the way it was together.
0: Yeah, and I guess I guess full stop this might have the best production of any Beach House album cuz it's super instrumentally varied yes. a lot more than every other Beach House project I think up to this point and a lot of it goes over really well and sounds really good. So it's very intricate. I think um, I don't know who does production. I don't know if it's like they both do it or it's more like alex's thing yeah but i don't know they killed it i think on the production side overall because this is probably the most consistent and diverse beach house sound palette we've really ever gotten definitely on any album of theirs so i I think
2: with that like the the kind of driving point with them getting so much better is it's like you could almost make the argument they're like getting better like as technology gets better because they're able to Play around more with like that sound, or just like add more instrumentation, and maybe that's just because they're like getting better musically, like themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think technologically, you're just able to see like the different. Well, you obviously are able to see the difference because the first record was like 10 12 years ago, so mm-hmm. or yeah, around there. yeah But um, two thousand six. They've been around, a really they're, long they're time. been around forever, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just seeing the gaps between like each record, especially this like four-year gap where like mm-hmm. they haven't been doing anything, and like you said, their social media presence earlier kind of has been dropped off. But mm-hmm. I think that's where you see like technology making Beach House a step further than they were their last record too. Yep. Chapter
1: two. Chapter two. Chapter two. Uh, we got to air out some beef that's
2: been okay. On yeah, beef. I mean, a, a little what's beef. What's the
1: beef? I uh, love Runaway. I think it's a great opener to Chapter 2. However, Matthew does
2: not. Okay,
0: why? Okay, okay, first of all, um, I don't like the drums. I think they're kind of overly loud and don't really fit the whole aesthetic of the whole (laughs) song. You know how I said I don't really like a lot of the effects that Victoria Legrand puts on her voice? I think this is the worst example of it. It sounds like she's using a vocoder on her vocals and it's so muffled and it kind of takes all the life out of her singing. And I don't even like the song that much. I think the melody's kind of weak. And then the the chorus, the run up to it with like the organ is like cool in concept, but I feel like it's very is executed very poorly. I don't hate Runaway, but. Yes, you, you hate Okay, you well, hate, I've obviously played it up because you guys always you bring hate, it up like, uh, he has Runaway. A, he has a dartboard uh, runaway, in his room and uh, it says more Runaway more in, like, the more like in the middle of best it. Best Beach House song, and, and I'm he, like, it's you know. just kind of like middle of the road Beach House. Really kind of nondescript, so I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of <laughs> it.
2: I mean, it feels like standard in the context of the record when you're like putting it up against like Chapter One. It is not. It is. It is definitely
1: a lower tier song on this album. Here's what. Here's what. Here's what Jam and Josh just did to 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 air it out. I said I really like Runaway. You said you don't. And I expect Jam and Josh to be like a tiebreaker vote in some way, and he says, "Yeah, it's kind of in the middle compared to everything else. It that's is not helpful." I mean, that's what <laughs> I think. I mean,
2: I'm not gonna settle any debate here because like, that's what I, I was. Think. This is why we brought you on.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's a bad cut
2: from the record. <laughs>
0: right. I just think it's mid. Okay. Mm. I think it could. A lot of things could have been done better. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. The next track. Okay. okay ESP okay. is way better
1: than like I. I think I think Runaways is a good opening, but I think I think ESP is um, my favorite from Chapter Two.
0: Um, ESP is probably close second. Yeah. For me, as favorite overall song, because I love the acoustic guitar. I love the like kind of like faded, but also still like blown out. Like drum line hmm. and the the like group vocals that come in and the song itself is so good. I don't even know. I love the song so much. I can't even. I can't even describe it. It's so good.
1: It's a th- good one. I think ESP and New Romance are both incredibly strong cuts from mm-hmm. the record as a whole. And I don't know which one I like more between the two of those. But they're both probably top five on the record.
0: New Romance yeah. has has a great um, has a great instrumental and it has the really catchy refrain where she yeah. says, "Um, last night I'm messing up." no something something, like dressing up feel like dressing up yeah Yeah. yeah. and i'm like that's a bar that's a bar right there yeah
1: no i it's it's between those two for me on on chapter two but like chapters one and two are both like i know it's like a double album and i i guess like you can't just like split down the middle and be like there's the two albums but like because that's not how it works but like if they had just released the first eight songs of this album i'd be like this is contender for like one of my favorite records of the year. Like there's, it's just eight of like really good tracks to me for sure.
0: Yeah. And then, um, over and over last song in chapter two, it's the longest cut I think on the it's whole. It's like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, I like both halves. I like the the first little part that's like actually like the song Yeah. and then the like second half, which is all like instrumental like warbling, like synths that kind of like fade in and out of one another. I think it's really well done for a seven minute cut.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the point where I like the the song kind of ends and you're like right as it's getting to where it feels like too long and like seven minutes looks like almost a uphill battle to finish the song, it like it almost explodes into like that synth like mm-hmm. line of like instrumentation, which is nice.
0: Pretty pretty good songwriting, I would say. Yeah. Um chapter three. Uh, this was all this was all new stuff for me going into it. Oh
1: yeah, um, chapter three. Uh, this is it's. I don't want to say this is where it starts to lose me because it doesn't lose me. But I think chapter three and going into four uh, is where the feeling of okay, this is a little bit samey in some parts, kind right. of set in for me. And I will say I'm not a huge fan of sunset. I don't really like that song all that much. It doesn't. It's just like it's. It's like too it it doesn't match everything else to the point that I want it to and it doesn't I remember I was in quarantine when chapter 3 came out mm-hmm. and sunset was the first song and as the stream started I was like uh this doesn't this doesn't feel like we're picking back up into like what I had been hearing from these last 8 tracks. Yeah. Um but um
0: yeah, I'll, I kind of freaking like love sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's I think it's a really good acoustic ballad. I think they do it really well and I, I like the like strings and stuff that show up on the chorus. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a good song. Right? Really I like nice. it a lot. I think
1: I think it's the first part of the record where I'm like this isn't what I wanted to continue I- into, you know? Maybe because you listened to
0: Chapter 3 before the full album came out. I was that's, like that's uh, what they intended. I was like I, mean, mm, fair enough. I was like mm, new stuff and then I was like Ooh, a little acoustic guitar. Ooh, that's real so that's nice. Like, that's
2: what I thought it was gonna be like. Cause when I first heard "Sunset," I was under the impression that, well, I guess the song is like uh, an appropriate slower cut. Cause I feel like the record needs that. Mm-hmm. And I like went back and listened, and I was like, kind of, sort of. Um, I do agree that it sort of doesn't fit with like the overall vibe that like the album was going for or had going for it um and i i do like the acoustic song like on its own like standalone i think it's it's a good song and it's also almost a breath of fresh air because you haven't heard victoria's vocals not really mm-hmm. mess with and that clear um but i i don't know i'm kind of indifferent towards it see both ends like, again a lot, I, a lot I don't, of indifference from that side i, I the just team. don't have like that that two strong opinions on it. I sure, I, sure. I like it. I don't dislike it. It's just there. I really like
1: Only You Know right after Sunset. Because that felt like... It felt like that was a good transition. Again, Sunset felt yeah. like it was like pushed in there. I like...
0: I like uh, I like how it's a, you know. it's a more up-tempo thing yeah Um, I'm not really a huge fan of the like like repeated vocals at the uh, start of the I track and like after that. the chorus yeah Is that annoying to you guys? I like that it doesn't
1: like like, annoying to me necessarily but it just it feels, feels a bit
0: like it feels a little tacked on yeah, yeah overall it there's
2: feel... there's
0: not I don't feel like it adds that much but I do I do really like the chorus I like the like shoegaze yeah. guitar thing going on in the I background I really like
2: those uh the, the keys the really like keys with the chorus are, are really nice yeah I mean
0: it's a it's a it's a good like well constructed track. I, it just has a small thing. I'm not a huge fan of, but I do like it's I do like the song overall. Yeah, methinks sunset better though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then another go around. I'm actually kind of a big fan of. I like the. Yeah. It's a it's a really catchy melody, and um I like how it's like kind of slow, a little, a little sensual maybe. A little, bit, a little bit. And kind of quiet. I thought it was a good, you know, breath of fresh air after um I already forgot the name of the song. <laughs> the one right before it. Only you know. Yeah. yeah. Um cuz it's it's like a nice contrast. So I, I like that quite a bit.
1: Masquerade. I love it's Masquerade. It's so good. I it's it's, it's good. a good banger. I like it it's a lot. Like, it's the it's the most banger sounding track on the whole album, I think. Like it's a, yeah. like and the visual for Masquerade Like, I have, that is the one that has stuck with me the most of all the visuals. Like, it's so striking in every way, both musically and visually. And, like, I just, I love it. I love that track. It's probably my um, favorite of the second half of the record just because I'm, like, this is, I'm so into this. I'm actively,
0: like, eating it up whenever I listen to it. I do like how it's a very, like, dark, electronic Mm -hmm. kind of thing going on. It's, like, less dream pop, more, like, kind of... I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, the knife or anything like that. You know, like, one of those, like, electronic groups that makes kind of more, like, abrasive kind of stuff. It would be a cut that reminds me of them because of all, like, the kind of, like, little sharp bits of electronic instrumentation. Yeah,
2: there's very, like... Jabby synths that kind of like undertone the whole record, and I like or, the, the
0: whispers on yeah. the on the chorus. They're cool. Those are really kind of creepy, a little creepy, scary, Yeah, I think, yeah it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's, it's kind a spooky a little track. We yeah. get another little spooky beach house song. Evil yep. beach house. Evil sure. beach house
1: returns. I think
2: it it is epitome of evil beach house. I like how the lyrics are very. Almost image painting, because it's, it's mm-hmm. talking about this, like, figure, this this girl almost, and, like, her eyes are masquerade like, fading. And I guess yeah. that could also play a toll into, like, why the visual is so, like, striking and, like, yeah. almost mirroring it, I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah, it, f- it feels very inspired. And I guess, you know, we haven't mentioned any of the lyrics, but I think the lyrics are really good overall. Mm-hmm. I think Victoria Legrand is still a gifted songwriter yeah, and sure. lyricist. I mean, she obviously writes kind of about the same couple topics you know like love and relationships and life and all that like it's it's not anything like yeah and the (laughs) sun it's not it's nothing super specific but i think she can she can still put together a song after all these years yeah definitely
1: um and then chapter three closes with illusions of forever
0: i mean i enjoy it i like this song it has so much reverb it's almost distracting, like, it almost kind of, like, collapses in on itself, but I think the actual, like, melody at the, at the center of it is strong enough to kind of keep it from falling apart because of how much echoing is going on in the whole thing, but I, I still like it overall.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, final chapter, chapter four begins with finale. Chapter four is... And again, this is probably because I've had the least time to digest it, which is maybe a downfall of how the ch- the the whole album was rolled out. But, like, chapter four is the one I'm least enthused about overall, I think. Um, it just has the least, like, standout sound to it. And there's not a whole lot that I, like, really gravitated towards.
0: I really like um, Finale. The way it starts with, like, those, like, kind of sour notes and then those, like, weird, like, kind of hits of... Mm. They almost sound like chiptune instrumentation. And I think the song at the center is really good. And then there's like halfway through when like that classic, like a beach house guitar comes in and kind of like helps the chorus soar above the clouds. I like it a lot. It's a I good like cut. it a lot. And then um, the bells, I think is the best song in chapter four. I think I agree with that. I, I like it a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. It's a um, good song yeah and then um
2: feels like classic beach house it is kind of like echoey guitar something um, that
0: might have you know ended up on teen dream back in the day yeah just a little bit more production in the mix hurts Uh, to love i actually kind of like a lot um i think it's it's kind of the most heartfelt song you know directly overall um i like the the melody a lot um I like to. I, I think this is Victoria Legrand's best like performance on the whole album. In this song, it feels yeah. very convincing to me. Yeah. I feel like I'm the only one talking. Can somebody else talk? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You've just been talking. You haven't like left a gap. Yeah. But um, I I really like hurts to love. I think it's my favorite from Chapter Four. I think the layering is at its best mm-hmm. on this or. For the chapter, at least, uh, in the context of the whole record, probably not, but it just felt very, like, complete, um, as opposed to, like, the rest of, or, or some of the cuts on chapter four, like, lacking or feeling, like, less layered, when we've had, like, so much layering uh, in mm-hmm. a lot of the previous chapters, which I honestly, like, enjoyed more than I did with, like, the less layered stuff, and maybe that's just, like, my my years but <laughs> that's just my years that's I don't know. my years man I, I, uh, there, I did enjoy some of the slower cuts but I think like that's where and why like Hurts to Love is my favorite from that section there's
0: a lot going on I, I do like when they kind of pack a lot of sound into one song and they're, they're very good at making it like not super overwhelming just because of how like easygoing their sound is for sure uh, then we have Many Nights I like this one a lot, actually. It's very quiet. Um, I like how kind of, like, soft it is. It has very nice guitar work on the whole thing, especially near the end. And I think it's a nice little kind of penultimate song to kind of, like, lull you in to a little trance.
1: Yeah. And then Modern Love Story. I mean, like, at at the last last two tracks, it just feels like it's, like, yeah, it's taking us out. Like...
0: Yeah. Um, I do like Modern Love Stories. I wish there was more song yeah. that's, on its bones. That's
1: kind of my issue with the closing of this record. Not as the full chapter, but like specifically the last song or two. It literally feels like there are other songs that when I heard them during the chapter rollout, I was like, this feels like it would be a better closer than what the actual closer to the whole project is. Yeah, it's not like...
0: I feel like it would, it would be very hard to bring this much music to a close... you know, conclusively. Yeah. But I feel like they still could have done a better job because, you know, Modern Love Stories is kind of like, it's like a nice song, and then it transitions into, like, just an acoustic guitar, which is cool in concept, but, you know, is it really, like, kind of final, you know? I also feel like it would have been better if this song was, like, switched around. Like, you start with the acoustic guitar, and then Mm -hmm. you lead into, like, the big synth chords because then you could finish the album with, like, a big synth. Send off. I don't know. I don't write music, so yeah, I don't know how don't any of that works. But I don't know. It feels a little like kind of... I like the song at the core of it, but as a closer, I think it's kind of like... Leave some to be desired. It, it makes the whole thing kind of feel just like a collection of tracks rather than like
2: yeah.
0: a realized album. And I understand they put a lot of thought into sequencing. And I could see where they were going for it because it like ends on a more quiet kind of simple note. Yeah. So I can see like the intention, but yeah. I feel like it doesn't work completely overall
2: agreed and i think i also agree with jonas where it's like you've heard these like upwards of like seven minutes closers to chapters and Mm -hmm. you're almost expecting or wanting that with the closer of this chapter yeah i mean like you don't like necessarily get that yeah I think
1: it's the weakest closer of all four chapter closers. Yeah, it's just like yeah. that's kind of funny, I and guess. it's still
2: a good cut. Yeah, it's still yeah. it's still there, but I just don't think it's a good closer. But yeah. as
0: as professional music reviewers, we have to look into sequencing and album pacing <laughs> as well as song quality. Ah, uh, well,
1: you're, we're going to hell because you said that. That's, yes, yeah. and other reasons, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which we will not be discussing on the podcast. No. That's for our new podcast, new podcast with Jam and Josh. Why we're, we're going, going to hell. hell. Yeah. Anyways. Um, uh Anyways. I... <laughs> anyways, <laughs> abandon the bit. Turn it off. Uh I don't know. Um I love story. It yeah, was it was I, it was cool. Closing thoughts of the album. This is a point yeah, usually... where we go to closing
1: thoughts. Yeah. Jam and Josh. Okay. Um well, I I mean I liked it. I liked the speech house album. It um I don't know how it shakes up my ranking of the Beach House discography, which I've been doing a pretty heavy dive into this year in preparation for the concert I'm going to on Tuesday because I'm excited for that. Beach House will be like... The biggest band I've seen in concert, which is like, I don't, I will, that will be interesting for me to see everybody else. Like Jam and Josh and I went to see Earl Sweatshirt last week. And and, Action Bronson. And Action Bronson and Boldy (laughs) James, yeah. Um, And that was a good show, but that, up to this point, that had been the biggest name I had seen live, and, like, it was still a pretty reasonable size crowd, but, like, Beach House is much bigger than that even I I would say.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. More concert goers yeah, in, that the, too. in the Beach House yeah. fan base.
1: Definitely. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say I don't I it, it it's I like
0: this album. I like it quite a bit. Uh, I'm sitting at a B plus. I like this one. Valid. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I've been a Beach House fan for quite a long time at this point. Um and I was I was kind of upset a little bit about the direction they were going after their last album because I was like, it feels like they were running out of ideas. But I think they proved resoundingly that they are not out of ideas really in any way. I I think this has the best production of any Beach House album. I think it's super consistent. There's a lot of bangers front to back, a lot of fire. Um, I mean, I don't know. I like it a lot. I I might even love it. I'm thinking an A. Wow. Solid A. Wow. I was thinking about it today. I was like, wow. I'm gonna sound like such a loser. But I mean, <laughs> wow, honestly, you enjoyed something. How dare you? There's only like small things that I didn't really love, <laughs> yeah. and the rest I was I was like, damn. So,
2: hey. Nice. Ballad. Jam Josh. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I I did enjoy this record. I liked it a lot. Um, I I started to feel as I listened more, um, especially in the closing chapters, that Victoria's vocals kind of weren't all there. Obviously, with like the effects we were talking about, yeah. makes more sense. But I do kind of miss Victoria's vocals on this on this record. That being said, the layering on I I wouldn't say every track because obviously there's some that don't need a lot of layering and they're still good. But specifically like tracks like superstar we were talking about it we love, were love that track and the layering on that is is nothing short of fantastic um so yeah it, it's kind of hard to i say this album misses just because of victoria's vocals but i do kind of edge the production being um do kind, kind of doing some heft, heavy lifting on this album Yeah. Uh, but I would also probably sit with with Jonas on this record and go a, a B plus. I, th- I think that's yeah. a fair yeah, solid, celebrating yeah. Cool.
1: Um, so uh, next week I will be I'll be gone, so we'll be not posting next week. Um, mm-hmm. But then the following week, what are we listening to? Um,
0: so. There's like a couple albums that I was like, I'm going to listen to these someday. And it's been several months since I decided to do that. So since I can use the podcast as an excuse to listen to something, I'm picking Regina Spector's 2016 album, Remember Us to Life. It's just a little singer-songwriter thing. So nothing too complicated. And it's not 80 minutes long. So a lot less music to go through and talk about.
2: Uh, just a little disclaimer, Jim and Josh will not be a part of that episode. Boo. He's not a
0: permanent member. Sorry, guys.
2: Um, but uh, I'm sure you'll be back at some point in the Definitely not too distant for you. Too too many good yeah. records yeah. coming out. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.